Joining us now, he is the president of Howard University, Dr. Wayne Frederick joins us. Dr. Wayne, welcome into the golf shop. Hi, thanks for having me. How are you? Yeah, so, with it, man, this is great to talk to you, and uh, it, this is a, a great opportunity, it sounds like, for Howard University's Steph Curry. Going to be uh, helping you all out with some golf going forward in 2020, isn't he? That's correct. That's correct. He's going to help us. Uh, he's planning to support our program first with some operational support and scholarships uh, for six years, and also help us with fundraising to try to endow uh, the program over perpetuity, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's it's great to see uh, athletes wanting to give back in various forms, and we know a lot of the a lot of the athletes do that. And this is an interesting opportunity. Obviously, Steph does a lot of uh, of other things, but uh, uh, how did this come about? Uh, did he did he approach you, or did you guys approach approach him? So he was on Howard's campus to, for a screening of his um, documentary Manuel, which was about the shootings uh, at the church in South Carolina. It was very intriguing. There was a panel discussion after. He was actively involved. Students engaged with him. And one student in particular engaged with him around uh, the issue of golf, like playing with him first and then potentially at Howard. Um, he then contacted us later on to see if there was interest. We always had an interest in bringing golf back. We've had golf, but not for a few decades. And that resulted in a mutual discussion about how we could do this. And then over the next uh, couple of months, we were able to work out uh, a deal that obviously helps us significantly. Yeah, I mean, you, you sit back and you kind of think, you know, well, uh, how much can a golf program cost, uh, you know, for, for men and for women? And uh, I bet it would surprise people the amount of dollars that goes into running a program like that, whether it's, uh, you know, moving teams around uh, for practices, yep. having facilities available, getting them to events. Because, you know, I mean, for the most part, yep. you're, you're, if you have a golf course on campus, you're hosting one event. Every other time you're going somewhere else. So there's, there's a lot yep. of travel involved and everything. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You've got to hire a coach. His support is going to cover the coach's salary. Um, it's going to cover three scholarships. But to your point, a team would be probably made up of, you know, four, a minimum of probably four uh, males and four female players initially. So it is a lot of logistics involved and operational, of course. And the other important thing is obviously we're bringing students to be student athletes. And so that support as well in making sure that academically they're taken care of is another uh, imputed course as well. So absolutely, it does take a lot more logistically than you would think meets the eye. Yeah, I mean, back in the days when I was walking on at Clemson University's golf team, uh, you know, we didn't have all the electronic um, scheduling and all that <laughs> stuff. So we, you know, we literally were told by the coach, hey, when you go to submit your the, f the paper form for your schedule, you know, you wrote down what classes that you wanted at what times. We had to write block 150 on there, and block 150 meant that we were on a team that needed to get all classes in the morning so that we could go play golf and practice in the afternoon. So it was always interesting, you know, from, from a student-athlete perspective, you know, we I basically had classes from 8 to noon, you know, ate lunch, and then went and either played golf or practice. So, I mean, that's what you have to look forward to from, from a golf perspective if you're going to be a student-athlete, right? That that's like that's about right. I was a soccer manager of Howard 
uh, soccer team, men's soccer team back uh, when I was a freshman. And all of those logistics, you know, uh, when you go on the road, where to eat, uh, what classes you're potentially going to miss, or what homework and tutor you got to catch up on. Lots of logistics and scheduling challenges, absolutely. Yeah, so, I mean, with this program starting in 2020, um, what's what's been accomplished so far in terms of the things that you need to get ramped up? So the first thing was, you know, obviously bringing some awareness, which can help us with fundraising, et cetera. So at the press conference, we followed that up by playing around the golf. Uh, the student involved was the Ferguson, myself, the CEO of Callaway, and um, Steph played uh, around the golf. I was pretty good, uh, got a lot of uh, excitement. We played at Langston Golf Course, which in D.C. is a public course that traditionally has been known for really being open and, and welcoming to African-American golfers. There are several pools over there who've continued that tradition um, in a very positive way um, and, and have kept that going. That's awesome. And, and that's part of it, too. I mean, obviously, uh, the kids are going to need a place to practice and, uh, and, and hit range balls and then a place to play. And then um, how, how's the, the coach search going for both the men's and the women's teams? So the search is going good. It's one of those um, things where, again, the publicity, <laughs> we've had probably 50 people with interest reach out to us. Especially get interested, you know, what did the coach the team and so on. So we started, we're setting up a committee to evaluate uh, candidates. Uh, we're coming up with exactly what we're looking for. Starting a new program, we obviously want somebody who's experienced with NCAA regulations. And because as you rightly pointed out, all of those things are embedded potential um, issues in, in this uh, entire process. Yeah, I mean, then you have to start talking about, uh, you know, going out and finding the student athletes, the proper, the appropriate student athletes that you want to start this program with. And I'm sure there's going to be plenty of student athletes that are looking to potentially transfer in. Um, I think, you know, obviously it's going to be a tall task, but, uh, you know, in terms of the Steph Curry, Steph Curry draw, it's probably going to be a little bit easier than some other people might have of getting a team started. Right. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, the draw is helpful. Students also have reached out to us, which is great. I mean, again, the game obviously is underrepresented until the African-Americans who play the game. And there's been a lot of interest from potential uh, student athletes as well. And you're right, that coverage and the, the conversation has certainly brought a lot of attention to that. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, and, and I'm sure there's a buzz going on around campus uh, amongst all the other student-athletes as well. I mean, the opportunity just to have Steph Curry involved in something at Howard University just has to uh, elevate everything, if you will. You're right, absolutely, and uh, we've seen that. We've seen other athletes who are reaching out and expressing an interest in being supportive in other sports, and this obviously is not his primary sport, so that's helpful in terms of that as well. And So, yeah, there's a lot of other interesting point and a ripple effect that certainly is there. Absolutely. And, and, and I mean, did, did he promise tickets when the when the Warriors come and play uh, the Wizards? <laughs> <laughs> I, he didn't, but I will confess I have a season ticket holder for the Wizards myself, so 
I will have some divided loyalties, but as a season ticket holder, we, the Wizards have to get it going. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got to say that my uh, one of my nephews is a huge basketball fan. Um, he's in the sixth grade, and um, I've, I've gotten him a, a signed Steph Curry basketball recently and another little present uh, the, uh, that's Steph Curry-related that he doesn't know about yet, so hopefully he's not listening to this because I'll ruin the surprise. <laughs> but uh, he's got something else coming his way that I think is going to be very exciting for him. So I think the, the outreach that Steph Curry has from a basketball perspective and obviously now from a golf perspective is just absolutely amazing, isn't it? No, it, it is. And he's a... A really good guy, you know. Golf is one of those games, as you know, it involves a lot of character, integrity building. So that's great. The exposure of golf to the entire campus is also going to be helpful to us as well, which is the other reason why just having golf as a sport and getting more participation from us is going to be helpful. And he, as you said, you know, is the right kind of ambassador. He's a humble young man, um, just trying to do the right thing. So an opportunity here to open up a portal to get students to Howard. Uh, and I think primarily that's the thing that I think some people keep missing. And I, I want to keep emphasizing that he is going to be providing an opportunity for another um, kind of student to come to Howard who benefits from the great education that, that we think we provide. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is, I mean, in the past when you had a golf team, it was a Division Two, And this is going to be Division One, and that's also a step up as well. That's exactly right. It's a step up uh, onto a bigger stage. But I think, again, when you look at um, college golf in general and you look at some of the golf teams and HBCUs, uh, you certainly have some really good products that are coming out and I think good potential for us to add to that quality as well. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting, and and you know the the men's programs have been uh, have been flourishing for years, but I think this is a great opportunity as well because you really are starting to see women's programs flourishing. I mean, I'll give credit where credits due. The Golf Channel's been doing a very good job in terms of getting the NCAA tournament out there, and they have their uh, their cup down in Florida that they do uh, during the I think in the uh, in the fall season, or I forget if it might be in the spring season, but they've done a really good job of getting some exposure for the women's teams as well. So I. I think, you know, not only is this a great opportunity for Howard University uh, in terms of a golf program, but I think it's great exposure, especially for the women's side of it. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. Um, Not only good exposure, but to your point, I I watched a lot of the golf um, coverage from on the golf channel near the end of the season. And those young men, for instance, and young women are now playing on the tour. And having good success early on, you know, there are at least three men who had early success, and a couple of women as well. You know, so yeah. I, I certainly appreciate that. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, you know, well, Doctor, I really appreciate you taking some time to uh, to chat with us, and uh, and I look forward to uh, maybe getting a chance to talk to your coaches as they get ready to ramp up for the twenty twenty one season. Yeah, no, absolutely. We we certainly look forward to that. And again, we thank you for expressing your interest as well. And I also thank you for what you do for the game of golf as well. Well, we appreciate it. And again, thanks for the time and uh, good luck. And we'll talk to you later. All right. Sounds good. Thank you very, very much. You take care. Thanks a lot. You too.